Mr. Stephen Allen's SomeNews.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Some News podcast. Back from a summer break, and it was a good summer. I did lots of radio shows in Essex, which you can hear as podcasts on SomeNews.co.uk. You can go and have a listen if you want. Uh, yeah, I was in Essex so much that I got a fake tan. It's all right. You know, now I have to bathe with a colour catcher. But other than that, it's absolutely fine. But now the summer has gone. <sighs> Sorry if I seem a bit down about it. I'm doing one of those month name pun things, you know, where you give something up, like where you give up smoking for Stoptober or you give up shaving part of your face for November. I've given up self-pleasure for Cocktober. I'm doing it for charity. I'm not getting sponsored. I'm just doing it for charity. I don't know if the Oxfam shop on the high street will want what I'm saving up for a month, but they're going to get it. I'm certainly getting the newspapers. Yeah, Movember, Stoptober, they're not the only month-theme campaigns out there. Uh, we all remember the Stop the Iraq War March. March, because it's the name of a month. Oh, we're back. Anyway, in this edition, shut down in America, crack down in the UK, and downing your own we is the third topic. Uh, we'll find out what that's about. Let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News Podcast, the main news. Ah, governments. When they're not shutting down, you're wishing they were. Let's take two examples. Firstly, America. Ah, America, the land of the free, unless you're talking about healthcare. It's very expensive to get sick in America, which is a shame, because looking at their diet, they don't have much choice. They passed a law to bring in affordable care, but not everyone in America likes this. Mm. If you have affordable care, how are you going to know who's done well enough in life to afford care? It's the American dream to work hard and become one of the few people to not die of something treatable. Republicans even ran ads to put people off the so-called Obamacare. I can't play the ads in the podcast. They're very visual. But they do this metaphor for letting government get involved in your health care. In the adverts, they have a man dressed as Uncle Sam about to perform an intimate cervical screening test on a woman. They've really nailed the definition of smear campaign. These ads are terrifying. They couldn't really be a British version. The closest thing we could have is if Lord Kitchener was about to do a prostate check. I know it's the wrong finger, but you get the idea. But the Affordable Care Act was passed into law, so you can't stop it, right? Wrong. The Republicans refused to agree on a budget unless that budget undid parts of Obamacare. That's why they forced the government into a shutdown over there. But don't worry. We got all the breaking bad out of the US in time. They can do whatever they want now. It does mean there's a few changes over there. The government-run services are being closed. Uh, that means the NSA. Damn it. Without them spying on all of our web activity, that means no one's reading my blog. I feel sorry for the people at the NSA when they go back to work, right? You know what it's like for you. You take a week off, you get back to work, you have so many emails in the inbox to go through. They have to read terabytes of emails every day. You've got shitloads of mail. Another effect is that the national parks in America have been closed. Ranger Smith will have been furloughed. There's no one to keep an eye on Yogi Bear. Hey, boo-boo, I'm gonna get me some picnic baskets. <laughs> Yeah, that sound, that's bears. Bears kill. You think they're cute, 
but oh, they kill. Apparently, uh, if you are attacked by a bear, the thing to do is to stand your ground and refuse to budge, even though it makes absolutely no sense to do so. Uh, oh, hang on, no. Now, that's the negotiation technique for sorting out the US government shutdown. Meanwhile, in the UK... The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. Ah, the UK. Putting the Britain into Great Britain. We've got to the end of the party conferences, and what a load of fun that was. Uh, Nick Clegg said something that no one can remember anymore. Ed Miliband kind of went tough on immigration, which is odd because Ed's dad was an immigrant. Does, does Ed Miliband hate his dad? Wow, it's finally got something in common with the Daily Mail. UKIP said that we're all sluts if you don't clean behind the fridge or something like that. I've just checked the state of behind my fridge. Clearly, I totes love cock. And the Tories were the last ones to go. Cameron plans to crack down on the jobless. Just look at that sentence. Crack down on the jobless. Wasn't that long ago that a word like jobless got you sympathy. Oh no, you don't have a job. Let's help you to try and get a job. But now, something that needs to be cracked down upon. Cracking down on the jobless. It's like saying, I'm going to wedgie the hungry. But they're just going without something that we all need to get by in life. No, wedgie. Serves them right. In fact, cracking down on the jobless is worse. If you're hungry, there is food out there. But if you're jobless, there's not necessarily a job for you. I know it's a complicated issue. The benefit system is meant to be a safety net, so you're not meant to live in a safety net, otherwise it becomes a hammock, and no one's ever heard of a safety hammock. I think this metaphor is probably getting away from me a little bit here. But also, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I have anything against those people who are stuck on benefits. Some of my best friends are friends with benefits. Is that what that phrase means? No wonder they made me pay for it. But be careful, David Cameron. You shouldn't stigmatise those who can't find work. And if you get everyone off benefits, who's going to go on the Jeremy Kyle show? I don't want to watch episodes about people in work. Today, we get the lie detector results. Jane wants to know if John cheated on her, even though he's been forced to work lots of overtime and couldn't really fit it in. And John wants to know if Jane is having an affair, even though all of her time's taken up working to barely cover the cost of childminding. And the results are... They were both telling the truth. But Jane and John couldn't be here to get these results as they couldn't get time off work. The Jeremy Kyle Show, sponsored by No One's Got Time to Sit Around Playing Online Bingo All Day. Another of David Cameron's plans is to cut benefits for the under-25s. I immediately thought this was an unfair, small-minded policy. And then I remembered I'm in my 30s and thought, oh, you know, it could be worse. But to find out more, I'm joined by a spokesman from the right-wing think tank, the Forum Union of Conservative Keynesian Economics Moderators, or to use the acronym, F***em. Hello. Hello, Steve. I'd just like to start by saying it's an absolute pleasure to be on this podcast. Oh, so you listen to it often? Good God, no. So, cutting benefits for the under-25s, a good policy? Absolutely. This government should stop supporting the lifestyle that this country could do without. What, people living on benefits? No, no, people being under 25. What? By cutting the benefits of people under the age of 25, they will be disincentivizing people being that young. And what's wrong with the under 25s? No, the under 25s account for some of the worst people in the world, Steve. Well, like who? Miley Cyrus. Mm, Fair play. Um... Hitler was under 25 once. And for that matter, every member of the Hitler Youth. 
And that was a lot of people, so I think I've won this one. There must be some people who were under 25 that you like. Jesus was young once. He had the good sense to lump his growing up into the lost years and came back older. Oh, yeah. So how will this policy help? By cutting the benefits of the under 25, it'll give them a wake-up call they need. They should pull themselves up by their bootstraps, hurry up and turn 26. Why do you want everyone to be older? For the same reason Ed Miliband wants to drop the voting age to 16. Do you have any idea of the demographics of the average Tory voter? Um, old? Old? We're trying to bring in a law that lets mediums vote for the dead by proxy. The sumnews.co.uk podcast. There's been more than enough politics in this podcast, so this story is guaranteed politics-free, although it does heavily feature the colour yellow. There's a woman in the UK who's been giving speeches on the benefits of drinking your own urine. Health benefits, I, I mean, you know. I don't think there are any social benefits to that habit. Like when people try and quit something and realise they miss the hidden benefits. I found it hard to quit drinking my own urine. I really miss the social side of it. You'd be out and everyone would be drinking their own urine. I'd be on the water. You'd get funny looks, you know. I don't know why, but I love the idea of people being addicted to their own urine. The first one's free and the rest are also free. How would you quit? I don't think Alan Carr did a book on that. Oh, hello. Stop drinking your own piss. Is that not the right one? Yeah, whatever. Sylvia Chandler has attributed her slender figure, youthful looks and good health to her own fluid recycling. She said that drinking her own tittle was the reason that she hadn't been to the doctor in more than 10 years. And I bet the doctor is fairly happy about that too. In an interview with Closer magazine, ironic because that's the one place I do not want to stand right now, uh, she said, Drinking my own urine helps me stay young. Men are often surprised when I tell them my age. Yes, I'm sure that's the bit they're surprised at. As well as consuming her own urine orally, she uses it to tend any burns that she may suffer, claiming it has healing qualities. She also admits to cleaning her face and hair with it too. Don't get me wrong, I agree that urine has some great cleaning properties, but just for weeing off the skids, that's the main thing to use it for. There's a thing on YouTube where someone had recorded one of Sylvia's seminars about it. In it, she says... Within two or three weeks, you will know that a doctor has never, ever made you feel this good. Well, one's never tried to piss in my mouth. I'll give you that. I will give you that much. I mean, some of you won't even know you're sick until you maybe do one of these treatments. But if I have to chew, I will take it as a bad sign, yeah? So I'm going to tell you about two main treatments. Please don't call them number one and number two. People will get confused. This first one I'm going to talk about, the World Health Organisation made it illegal for your doctor, your dentist or your optician to tell you about this therapy. Why would an optician tell you to drink your own piss? Does that look like a nice drink? Yeah? Well, then you need your eyes testing, mate. This is a therapy that was used and was prescribed by the medical profession, certainly for things like Crohn's disease, epilepsy. Epilepsy? Would you... No. No. Don't, don't give someone who's prone to fits... A flask of urine, it's just going to end up everywhere. Any kind of digestive or gut problems, cholera. Cholera, yeah. Drinking things from the toilet of someone who's got cholera, what could possibly go wrong with that? I'm talking about, of course, your own urine. Something that nobody can ever take away from you. Are you saying no one can take the piss? 
I am fairly sure that's what I have been doing for the past few minutes. For nine months before you were born, you floated in a combination of yours and your mother's urine. So before anybody goes, ah, or, uh, or isn't that dirty, let me tell you, you've all done it before. Yeah, I also breastfed before, but I'm not going to have that awkward conversation with my mum, thanks. Anyway, each to their own. From my point of view, it seems like a bad thing to drink. So I wondered, what's the worst thing you've had to drink? I asked the question on Twitter. Here are some of the answers. At Victoriana said brine for tuna. You must have been thirsty. At Kooky Munster, prune juice. You say that now because you're young, Kooky Munster. You wait till you get older. That's exactly the kind of thing you'll love and it'll probably keep you regular. At Loopy Blonde said, embarrassingly, cat milk. Not milk from a cat, just to clarify. Good, otherwise someone would be calling the RSPCA. That's don't milk cats. At Adam Dempsey, vodka in my eye, but I suppose that's technically not drinking. Gets you drunk, dude, or whatever gets you there. At Shelley Whitmore, the potassium drink they make you have when your potassium is low. Evil stuff. Do you know what else is high in potassium? I can't be the first bloke who's ever offered you that. Come on. Uh, At Coyote, it tells me a story of when she went for a lot of alcohol. She said, I fell over and broke my face. Not literally, luckily but I looked like I'd gone rounds with Mike Tyson. Still had both your ears. That's a step in the right direction. Um, At Curly Chick said, I can't remember. Probably my friend's husband's homebrew. Lethal. At least I was drunk when I had it, so I didn't taste it. Good point. At Son of Gav, a pint made up of absinthe, gin, tequila, rum, and ale. Can't remember the rest of that night. At Disney Kimmy said, uh, inadvertently, bubble mixture. Thought it was lemonade. Kids messed about. Didn't swallow but still throw up for 10 minutes. Oh, no. You know, if you throw up after drinking bubble mixture, does it come out in bubbles? Please say it does. That'd be lovely. Um, at Beaverbrooks23, brandy, yak. What's wrong with brandy? Uh, she says, uh, used to be given it with sugar and water as a young un. Then I was sick. Never again. And finally, at Inica1980, said my brother's urine. We've got a urine one, ladies and gentlemen. She said, I was sick. They offered to bring me some fruit juice and as a prank instead, pissed in the glass. Well, good news. According to this news story, that was the reason you got better. So, you know, next time you feel ill, pop round your brothers again. Yeah. The somenews.co.uk podcast. That's it for another episode. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, email a link to a friend or something would be lovely. That would be swell if you could do that. Uh, have a look at somenews.co.uk. There are more features in there, other types of podcasts, loads of business going on. And make sure you follow on Twitter at Mr. Steve and Allen. Till next time. Bye. The Some News Podcast. Get more at somenews.co.uk.